This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. We welcome you with warm greetings wherever you are in the world. I'd like to say a special shout out to our fellow co-workers in Holland, who recently contacted us to say how much they enjoy our program. May we all continue to stay strong in the work and keep on keeping on. For any new listeners, we are the Emergence News Team, coming to you via Plains FM Community Access Radio, which gives voice to the people of Ōtotahi, Christchurch. We are situated in the South Island of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Here in Aotearoa, land of the long white cloud, we recently celebrated Te Wiki o Te Reo, which is a celebration of the Māori language, the indigenous language of this land, and one of our three official languages, along with English and Sign Language. In times past, this was an island full of birds and no mammals when it was first settled by Polynesian seafarers. They lived here in harmony with nature for centuries, before European settlers arrived to claim their stake on this beautiful land, which is often called by visitors as God's own. Early stories tell us the initial contacts between the two cultures were generally cordial, with goodwill and curiosity on both sides. As more people arrived, the usual pattern of colonisation swung into action. Land was taken, language and culture suppressed, Māori assimilated and the European settlers, better known here as Pākehā, became the dominant culture. So interesting as this may be, what, you may ask, has this to do with emergence news? As our regular listeners know, we share the news of the arrival of Maitreya, the world teacher for this coming age, who has arrived with a group of enlightened men who are variously known as the Lords of Compassion, the Masters of Wisdom or the Ascended Masters, to name a few of their titles. Their arrival on earth, living as men among men, signals that great change is upon us. Maitreya is the great Lord of Love, the ever-coming one who wields the sword of cleavage and focuses the energy of love and light into all areas of human activity and endeavour. This shining of light into the dark places is seeing all sorts of dross and dis-ease come crawling out of the woodwork. We are no longer able to hide it away or cover it up. We are being forced to face the consequences and folly of previous actions. Globally, nowhere is immune from this energy. As polarisation intensifies, those who want to maintain control and privilege become even more blatant in their rhetoric and actions. Those demanding change are becoming ever more vocal and unified. We see this acting out here in Aotearoa. As a country, we are taking stock of our colonial past and the injustices inflicted upon our indigenous population. We are clearly seeing the inequity that this has created for Māori in every area of human need, especially in housing, health and education. 
institutional and personal racism is being flushed out and confronted. It is an uncomfortable process for all of us, but the way this land and its people are responding to these energies gives me hope for the future. Some examples. Apologies have been made by the government to Māori and there is ongoing dialogue and work to redress injustice. Some media outlets have courageously and publicly acknowledged and apologised for their historic racism and promised to be ever vigilant in their future reporting. The true and somewhat ugly history of this land is being introduced into our schools, which until recently only taught the colonised, sanitised version of events that nearly destroyed a people. Māori language and culture are being celebrated and promoted in ways that are moving beyond just tokenism into an integral and important aspect of our national identity. During the COVID pandemic, we have become the team of five million. Not everyone is united, of course, but the majority are tackling the pandemic in a collective spirit of goodwill, which reflects the energy of Aquarius, the age of synthesis, and the recognition of the human family as one family. Of course, it will take much more self-reflection and work to make one human family into a living reality. And that is why Maitreya and the Masters are here, to help inspire, guide and stimulate us into action, to create a world where no one is hungry, everyone has a home, and all people have access to free healthcare and education. One day we will realise, understand and accept that our lives are governed by universal law. And today on the programme we're looking once again at the book of the laws of life. These laws incorporate reincarnation, karma, the reaping of what we sow, the sacrosanct nature of free will, the celebration of diversity. Then we have the law of service and sacrifice to the greater good. How do we reconcile having free will and individual expression with the law of service and sacrifice? To help us navigate these waters, Maitreya gives us a formula, honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit and detachment. So with me in the studio today are Nigel and Peter. Hello, guys. How are you? Hi there, Shafir. Kia ora. <laughs> Kia ora. <laughs> and um, what have you got for us today? Peter, you can... Um, yeah, so I'm just uh, expanding on my trail's teachings there, uh, understanding energies, and it's about law of, uh, law of cause and effect too. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm. And Nigel? Oh, I'm looking forward to Peter's section. <laughs> um, the laws of life. Look, I've, I've probably, this is the third or fourth time I've revisited this particular publication, and um, so I'm really, really looking forward to this program and looking forward to looking through the pages of The Laws of Life by Benjamin Krem. And if you are interested in spirituality and politics, then mm-hmm. this is a very good read. Right. Okay, Peter, so I think you're going next. Let's Thank you, Shafia. Yes, um, Maitreya says the world is going through a huge crisis and all the medicines have been tried and failed. The tumour has to burst open before healing can begin. The stock markets are just gambling casinos serving only the culture of greed. Even the United Nations is being forced to serve the interests of the strong and greedy. Only charitable institutions like Oxfam are caring for the weak and needy. Governments are too caught in killing and destruction. Scientists have become like witches, brewing up new creatures through genetic experiments to make money. Well, we've seen a bit of that around the place, I think, too. And uh, 
prisons. Maitreya visited the prison population in Great Britain. I find this fascinating that he's been actually involved in going into prisons and appearing to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's given them a certain experiences in order to make them realise that they have possibilities mm. other than rotting in prison. You know, what a fantastic mm. idea and um, that uh, this is actually happening and uh, the Lord of Love is actually doing this. Um, and, of course, you know, it's common knowledge that he said that due to the overcrowding, many prisoners spend 23 hours out of 24 a day in their cells. I mean, that is terrible. Absolutely terrible, isn't it? Well, and, uh, but you can see this sort of in the enlightenment that's happening. There's a lot of conversation around this at the moment. Yes. And, and you know, and again, it's this light shining on, isn't it? Shining yeah. on all the things that are happening to that's us. That's right. And, and we're yeah. questioning it. You know? Yeah, the things have just got to come to the surface, don't yeah. they? For people to be aware of what is really happening there. Mm. Because, um, um, you know, they're saying that um, these he gives them an experience of... Um, spiritual illumination mm-hmm. and it's amazing that it's even possible inside a prison isn't it that he can actually do that but uh, of course he's an amazing lord and able to carry on this sort of work and uh, he said not only prisoners but prison officers are revolting about the conditions and have a desire to free themselves from excessive rules and regulations mm-hmm. and even army personnel will increasingly revolt against governments around the world. They also are affected by the ways, the the urge to be free from arbitrary rules and regulations and ideological control by those in power. So there's just too many rules and too many regulations and that sort of thing he's saying, isn't it? And we've seen several of the the Israeli um, military um, coming out against what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. Yes. It's happening around the world. Yes, I mean, some of them have actually seen about to shoot somebody and seen their own face in the person they're going to shoot. Mm. And this is a fantastic uh, awakening for them. Mm. You know, it's just sort of, uh, it must be just blow their minds, Mm -hmm. to be quite honest. Well, as you just indicated with some of the prisoners, it it is illuminating. Yes. And when you're talking about them being 23 hours 23 hours in a cell, you know, unless you're employing prayer or meditation, how do you how do you oh, deal with the mental health issues that must develop? Oh, heavens, yes. I couldn't imagine having to cope with that. You know, it would be terrible. Maitreya says um, there's a type of drug, uh, drug has been given to prisoners on release so that they don't remember the crime they committed. Um, some people... Um, become harmless, which is a positive effect, but also mindless, which is a negative effect. Mm. It is a mind-numbing drug, and people become zombies. This method of social control means the person is no longer in control. He cannot be taught self-awareness, which, of course, what Maitreya is here to do, teach us all self-awareness. And the future effects could be even more serious. This will have a rebounding effect in the British Parliament, where they make the rules and regulations. The science of nutrition is developing. Likewise, harmless drugs will be found which will help to calm the nerves. People will commit less crime and the prison population will be reduced. Can't wait for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Appropriate food for the body contribute to awareness so that the body and the self can work together. 
Yes, I've seen this um, doctor in, in, in the UK and he's, he's creating a, a public um, health um, body because he says that the one that the British government do are not giving right, the right advice, and he's a cardiologist. You know? oh, okay. And so he's advising on diet, and you know, and Brilliant. and he's brought a book out about not using statins, and you know, so there's a lot, there's a lot of a lot of movement well, happening good, around it? the world, around um, and you know. development. Yeah. Which is essential because all these rules and regulations that you you're referring to, mm. it, it's essentially it's for the government. Yeah, control. Those, yeah. yeah, it's control, isn't it? Mm, that's right. Well, I've just started a course of study, control actually. Control the population. And uh, it studies the effect of the micronutrients and good food on mental health. Mm-hmm. There's already been a lot of success. As Hippocrates says, let food be your medicine. Maitreya says, strong policing will still be needed to crack down on gangs with drugs, but it is not the answer to the individual drug user. Only the experience of self-awareness can achieve giving up drugs, and this should be done by increasing a good level of environment. He says, clean your environment and your life will respond to it. Um, If there is no stress in your surroundings, then there is no need for drugs. For within the human body is the most powerful drug known to humanity, detachment. We've talked so much about detachment. <laughs> and um, Maitreya says this is the um, what you need to do to understand how to control these uh, urges for drugs. So scientists have already been taught by the Space Brothers how to use this technology of light to dissolve drug habits by targeting specific areas of the brain. These methods are already being used in hospitals in China, Hong Kong, where drug addiction has become a massive problem. The art of politics is the art of reconciliation while respecting diversity. Political leaders, gurus and spiritual leaders face ill health and sickness if they don't respect the realities of life. No one has the right to control the lives of others. So that's um, Maitreya's word on that drug problem. Mm. And I, there's a, there's a um, I think Portugal is an amazing sort of example of the world of how they've decriminalised every, every um, decriminalised um, the whole drug use and they found that it's, the drug use has gone down. Right. You know, um, they're giving people homes, um, looking after their sort of, you know, the, yes. all, all my tres priorities. The and environment, yeah. The environment mm. and, you know, nutrition and things and it's helping a lot. We need his input. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> definitely. We do, definitely, yeah. This is the Emergence News on Plains FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Shafia. Maitreya's teachings, the laws of life. Well, as I, as I indicated earlier, if you are interested in spirituality and politics, then you will love this book. There are three Maitreya quotes from this publication that rang a, a ring of truth for me. Um, while I was preparing for this program. So I'm going to mention those through my, my um, contribution. And if you, if you ponder on these quotes, they inspire hope. Here's the first one. If you take, this is my Treyas quote, if you take two steps, I take four steps ahead of you. You cannot destroy the Lord's creation. <laughs> I pondered on that for a couple of days and it just... Um, 
made it it um, teaches you humility. Mm. Yeah. If you ponder on that one. So there is so much political commentary in this book throughout the 1990s discussing the sacredness of nations, individual identity, mm-hmm. German reunification, the disintegration in America and the Soviet Union, and how to govern the people. The Mandela consensus effect, awareness among the people, and the growing realisation that politicians must begin to respect the will of the people. Here's some examples, and this is one of the best examples, um, is India. Self-realisation. People will realise that there is no difference between Rama, Krishna and Allah. Mm -hmm. If a temple is built next to a mosque, that is not undivine. Mm-mm. No, not isn't at it all. beautiful? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You've got to remember this book was written in the early 1990s. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Listen, you know, as I go through these examples, just it's so prophetic. Yes. It's staggering. Yeah. China, radical changes within the government will take place due to the growing demands and awareness of the Chinese people. It's a great beer that's just woken up, China, and has been for 25 years. Oh, yes, right. definitely. Yeah. Mm. The establishment of the private sector of business and ownership. Well, think of Shanghai. Yeah. Look how quickly China has become the dominant force in the East. Their discipline, tradition, philosophy, and science. Maitreya speaks eloquently when he says... The doors are being opened quietly in China. Well, it's not so quiet anymore now, but no. back in the 1990s, yes. it, the, the, yes. this was very accurate. Yes. Mm. Encouraging people to express their desire for greater freedom and democracy. The process that swept through the Soviet Union is starting to work changes in China. The new energy has reached the cities and villages where the people are crying out for freedom. So China's a very good example as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. The US and the USSR are no longer the superpowers. In Africa, India, Pakistan and Japan, people have been awakened. They now demand their rights. Who is the new superpower? The people. Mm. Mm, Definitely. You see that there's been a lot of um, activity, hasn't there, around these places? Globally. And we've we've given examples of that over Mm. the years on this program over and over again, the the, the power of the people. That's right. Is, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a the next superpower, isn't it? Exactly. Mm. And so, we don't often see it so much in the media, do we? Really, you know. No, I mean, we 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 we're seeing it through social media, but not sort of through the mainstream media. They don't often report it so much. Increasingly, but. it is um, affecting uh, political decision and conversation, mm-hmm. though at at ground roots, right through to um, community and central government. Yeah. Socialism and capitalism will converge. And we've touched on this in the past, haven't we? Power politics is giving way to the politics of food, shelter and protection. Mm-hmm. That will please my trayer. Mm. Yes. <laughs> this will spread the world over. Socialism and capitalism will converge. Commercialization and its destructive competitiveness are fast coming to an end. All projects, this is interesting, Cream writes, all projects with only profit in mind are doomed. Mm. Another example, education. The educational systems are also changing. 
parents are being brought into the educational system. Mm. Now, homeschooling is an obvious example. The local authority will not decide everything. Remember, this was written in 1991. Here in New Zealand, Aotearoa, for example, school boards of trustees consist of between three and seven elected members who are parents, plus the principal, and a teacher. And of course, at high school level, secondary school, a, a student representative is included as well. But here's the interesting bit. Each trustee has an equal voice, an equal, vo- uh, equal vote, and equal accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was established following the Education Act in New Zealand in 1989. According to Maitreya, despite the turmoil, what is happening around the world is for the good of humanity. That has to give you hope. Yes. Yes, I see hope everywhere. We've got to cling on to that. That We've got to see beyond the the riots, don't we? See the the goodness coming out. Yes, we've got to look for the goodness that Mm. is coming out of all this. And, and, you know, when when people are sort of like, you know, when you see see like what's happening, because I'm obviously interested in the UK politics. I mean, the government there is really right wing and is going more and more that way. But it's actually highlighting what's not working. What's not working, mm. and so you know, there's more, more sort of, you know, stimulating, you know, the res- the response to it, and people are sort of coming out, and you know, mm. so they have it has it has its purpose as well. It know? does, and mm. one of the results of that Shafir will be that politicians will look for guidance, and the will of the people will become the constitution of nations and countries. Mm-hmm. Going back to education, in many countries there is strife. And why? Because representatives of different faiths disagree, and this creates crisis in our education systems, law of cause and effect. Mm -hmm. Another example, spiritual leaders and church leaders, sort of on the theme of education as well. Back in 1988, Benjamin Krem wrote that the Pope will speak out now about the necessity for sharing the world's food and resources. And hasn't he been doing that? But now that was written in 1988, and yeah. of course, currently Pope Francis is—he's a good example, isn't he, yeah. of a church leader who is speaking on behalf of the people. Yes, definitely, and that's one of the things he's—he's—he's he's, he's talked to businesses and he does. You know, told them that they need to share their—you know—the share their wealth. And and, he, and I don't know whether you notice, but he also he talks with other spiritual leaders, mm-hmm. yeah. other church leaders. Yeah, he's in conversation with them constantly. Mm. Yes, yeah, he's a collaborator. Mm-hmm. The Dalai Lama has spoken of compassion for each other being more important than belonging to a particular faith. Yeah, well, That's amazing, a step a forward, of, isn't it? <laughs> religions would um, be horrified at that, but I mean, uh, that's the way it's got to go. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Political and religious rigidities will dissolve. Remember, this was written in the early 1990s. Mm. New forms of government will arise across the globe. No one will be able to explain or comprehend fully this new sense of awareness, but will witness it and experience it. Mm-hmm. And Maitreya is so right when he says that. You won't be able to fully... Co- it's like that now. Currently, we can't always fully comprehend what's going on, but you can feel it. Feel the change there. You can feel it and you, yeah. and you experience it. Mm. Another example, the royal family in the UK. Many members of the royal family in Britain will begin to speak out on behalf of the people. The barriers to this approach will disappear overnight. How prophetic was that? The role of monarchies around the world will change. 
they will become more positively active. New temples dedicated to religions in the new age will be centres not just for religious faiths, but for the arts and sciences. These temples will be unique because they are the symbols of wisdom and knowledge sought by poets and scientists. These temples will unify diverse faiths. Old religious structures are cracking. And remember, Maitreya says, when something cracks, the essential remains. Mm-hmm. Shafir, you spoke of this earlier. New voice, teaching the language of the heart. The language of the heart is where the Lord lives. Mm. Individuals and even nations, you will find there is a difference in the tone of voice. Think of our indigenous people reclaiming their language. Mm. This is the language of the heart. It's touching the heart just as I say it. Yeah. The signs of Maitreya's presence in the world is continuing, to, is continuing to increase. The signs will strengthen our faith and give us courage in order to take on together the restoration of the world. And I'll finish on that uh, third quote that I promised. Maitreya says, I do not want you to believe in me. I want you to experience me. Doubts make a person weak. So I'm just thinking that that program, what we've been talking about today, what I feel coming from there is is hope. And I'd just like to close um, because we are celebrating the Māori language here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, um, with a whakatoki, which is a proverb. And it says, Kotahi tonu de wairua o mea katoa, which means forever flows the one spirit connecting all of creation. Lovely. Fantastic. Fantastic.